I'm your speaker today. That's me and our sponsors, Investor Loan Source. They're a private money lender and they uh, have wraparound lending that they do, which if you aren't familiar with wraparound, it's uh, they lend on properties that uh, are owner finance and have subject to back ends or some type of back end. They also do regular hard money loans. They do long-term loans all kinds of different loans. So I encourage you to talk with Tom out there and, and connect with him. Quest Trust Company is a uh, custodian of your IRA. And what that means is that you can place your IRA funds with them and be able to then go out and invest those funds into real estate or gas and oil or all kinds of things that are different than just a stock market. So they don't advise you on how to invest those. So it's, it's called a self-directed IRA because you are self-directing where you're going to invest those. But it is a way for you to do that and partner up with other people who might be able to um, utilize the money you have in there and give you a return on it. And then in turn, you can utilize other people's money and get a return on it. Blink Lending, Rick, you can call him. He is a, also, they're also a, a hard money lender. They do long and short term lendings and uh, they're one of our trusted sponsors. Bay Mountain Capital, Wayne, you can contact him as well. They are a private money lender in Texas and uh, they have a lot of offerings as well. And then Note School, you can contact Natalie at Note School. Um, she will help you to find out more about how to do deals that other people maybe have passed on because there wasn't enough equity in it or something. Uh, so they have a, a way to just different strategies that are that are changing from the traditional strategies. And then action, action Business Coaching, Sean, you can contact him to help get ideas on how to move your business forward. And then Real Property Management with Kent, you can contact him if you have rentals and you need a property manager. Oops, it says vendor slides are faster than we can get info. Okay. Can you email vendor slides to participants? And you can see that um, we also have these, some of our vendors noted here. Uh, in here, you're seeing some posts from different communities. This is uh, an article and then who's joined. You can also go here and look at groups. There are groups that you can become a part of. There's uh, some are private, some are public. Women in real estate group right here. Uh, client specialist, off-market leads team, geeks and nerds, all kinds of different groups you can become a part of in here. So I encourage you to go look at that. While we're out here, we can go look at our marketplace. This is where you'll find our education. And so you can see these are upcoming RIAs, or not upcoming, but the RIAs that are around that you can go to if you want to get to a particular place. Um, 
let's see, let me, where to look, say Dallas, see if anything comes up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's a way that you can, I'll have to, it used to be that you could click on a region and get to it. But if none the case, we can just go into here and you can see right down here a couple at the Greater Fort Worth Association of Realtors, at Shoemakers. But if you want to look at funding, you can say, what am I looking for? I'm looking for maybe hard money. And up comes the vendor, investor loan source, jet lending, global integrity, long-term investments, all kinds of funding. If you want different vendors, you can go out here and you can find here so you can find RPM Legend with Kent. Uh, say you are looking for um, insurance, Texas Independent Insurance, Goosehead, Transact Title. Here's title companies. You also have some insurance. So all kinds of vendors and stuff. And then if you're interested in notes, you can go there too. So we'll go back here. That's our community. We encourage you to get involved with it. It'll be uh, well worth your time and you can meet some other investors there and trade information. This event's brought by Real Estate IQ and uh, we provide you with 45,000 plus leads every month. We're number one in deal finding in Texas and branching out along the way. These are our suites of products, the deal analysis, deal finding, and premium suite. We're going to be focusing today on the deal analysis suite and going in depth in that. Here's a quick testimonial from about Real Estate IQ. I'm here with Adam at Redneck Country Club at the Jet Lending event, and Adam has been using our system for a while. Adam, could you share with us your experience with our tool? Yeah, so um, I love the tool. It was re it's really been very useful for me as uh, as a new investor. Um, I don't have access to the MLS, so running comps was something that was a problem. Um, now that I have that the tool, I can run comps. It allowed me to secure my first deal, um, and I'm going to market with it and look to, um, because of the comps that I was able to run and get them for the right price, I was able to secure a deal that's probably going to profit me somewhere north of $50,000. Oh, fantastic. And by the way, there's going to be a poll that comes up about our free 45-minute one-on-one deal finding training. We're not going to go into the rest of the deal finding suites and premiums, but if you would like to go deeper into that, you can say yes on the poll. I'd like a demo. And we'd also like to know if you're an existing or subscribed to Real Estate IQ or not. So if you could follow up on that we're gonna he talked about being able to do your own comps that's what we're gonna focus on today is doing our own comps all right the deal analysis suite is made up of fast CMA repair estimator and deal analyzer so we're gonna go through each one of these today and this is our um, training guide hopefully you find your deal your potential deal through real estate IQ and then you land it. 
you get your comps through fast CMA and then you calculate your maximum allowable offer. Now this is a guideline for your offer. Uh, the reason that we use this as a guideline is most private and hard money lenders use this for how much they will provide you in funding. So uh, the, you find the ARV using fast CMA and multiply it times 0.7 and then you subtract the repairs and we'll talk about how to figure out an estimate on those repairs today. Now I have talked to some hard money lenders and they have switched this lending because of coronavirus and it's dropped down to 0.65 times ARV. So that's important to contact the different lenders that you are currently uh, have a relationship with to find out if anything has changed lately in their lending practices. Some of them were at 75% of times ARV and that particular lender has now dropped to 65% of ARV. So that's important to understand if you were looking at buying from a wholesaler and they're still thinking that, oh, well, we can sell it at 80% ARV minus repairs. Well, you can still buy it at that, but you are going to increase your risk and you're going to increase your out-of-pocket expenses because you're not going to get money lent at that level. So it's just something to be aware of in our current uh, situation that we're working through right now. So it's really, and also this being the maximum allowable, you don't want to make your first offer at the maximum. You want to offer much less than that if possible and negotiate and just know that this is your top end, whatever you decide. Does that make sense? All right, let's pop in for a demo. So to get to our backend tools, you go to our website, realestateiq.co, and you go down to log me into reiq.me. If it's your first time or second time and you haven't saved this, this will you have to fill this out. I'm in it so much that it's automatically populated for me. And here along the top, you can see we have our analytics, but then we have the MLS deal finder, which we're not talking about today. The county data finder also not talking about, but that's where they're at. We're going to go to fast CMA. Does anybody off the top of their head have an address they'd like me to search today? If not, I have some that I can bring up, but I'll wait a second and see if anybody wants to type in an address and we'll uh, give it a try. Well, somebody's maybe typing. If you click over here, you can look at the available counties that you can run CMAs on. That's helpful because a lot of times you wonder, hey, can I run a CMA in the county, whatever? This will show you yes or no. That was right here under available counties. All right, we got a couple here. Let's take the first one. I'll just try to do a little cut and paste here. Now, um, you can run it on MLS number by switching to that. And you, batch CMA is for people who have portfolios of properties already, and they want to get a complete portfolio CMA for their portfolio. Sorry about that. All right, we're going to go with address, and I've got the first one that went up there. And let's see, here we go. Once that goes in, you hit look up. Oh, Sunflower on San Marcos. 
Hmm. So tell me, is there, is, is San Marcos the city? So maybe Sunflower Lane? San Marcos, Texas, maybe? We'll try that. All right. And then it comes up with this little here, this little select, wanting to make sure it's the right one that comes there. Whenever you look at the different ways, there's ARV distance. That means it's prioritizing distance, recency, uh, year, square footage, and, um, oh, I always forget what that last one is. Recency, distance, year, square footage. I guess that's it. All right, so as you can see, if you go under custom, you can adjust all of these. Uh, recency, just so you know, uh, that means how long ago it was sold on the MLS. So if you see a recency of 360 days, that was sold almost a year ago. That's not a great comp to use because as you have seen in the last month, the market can shift and change tremendously. So you want to try to find recency closer to 90 days if possible. Some neighborhoods you can't do that, but others you can. And then subdivision, it focuses on the subdivision as primary, so it doesn't take into account recency or things like that. So we'll do both of these. We'll first start with this. Oh, and it's going to ask, um, do you happen to know the year built and the square footage for these Sunflower Lane property? If it ever was listed on the MLS, that will automatically populate. But it, as this one hasn't been listed recently, then uh, it didn't. You don't know it the way, another way we can do it is we can go like this. Um, well, we can go right up here. We can go into realtor.com. We can put in the address of, what was it? Kind of flip back here, 1321 Sunflower Lane. Okay, and then you can search that. It'll come up and it'll say that's, wow. Oh, that's a lot. I was gonna say that's a huge house. 2005 square feet, and it should say down here when it's built, built in 2004. So we'll enter that in. It's kind of easy, 2004, 2005. And we click here to see if there's comparables. No comparables. So that means that there hasn't been anything recently according to the criteria of this search. So let's go to subdivision and see what it shows. No comparables. So let's go to custom and let's increase the distance out to a mile and see if it finds anything. Nothing. How about the year built? Nothing. nothing so no comparables so i am not sure why this particular area it's not finding those but let's uh, pull another one real quick and see what happens with that one
Now you see this has this little tag on it. That means it was sold on the MLS in 2019. So it's going to automatically populate this 1937-1630. We're going to go back to distance. That one found comparables. So the other one, it may have not found anything because there hasn't been really anything sold near it for quite some time. Oh, he's saying that on the comments, this it sold in March, but it didn't go through. So let's go back out here. Let's look at this and see what's there. So Mayflower, it only has two comparables. And if we look at this map, it's still populating, but you can see the comparables are here and there. So that's a little bit uh, questionable in this area because you got a major street here and you got a major street here. So this one may be in a completely different neighborhood than where this one is at. This one's it, it's on the other side of Plymouth. I don't know how major that is, but this one isn't looking too good. So what we want to do is unselect that one. So that only leaves us with one and one comp isn't very good. So what we're going to do is let's go back and let's try subdivision and see what subdivision tells us. Still only two and it's the same two. So we just have nothing really good. And if you notice, whenever I click on that and unselect it, if you watch the sold price, it quickly changes when it takes that out. And let's see, there's one other way we can take a look at this and see if we can find something. Let's go with this, see if we can find more. There, if we're a mile away in 360, there's a ton of stuff and a ton of active. So to narrow this one down, Let's just see, yeah, so there's lots of activity out here. Very little activity in this area. Lots over here, but none of these do you want to have as your comp necessarily unless they just happen to be exactly the same. And let's look at what's active out there, see where that is. So there's an active right there. This price, 390. This one is 324. So that's just um, just not showing a lot in this area. So you can always talk to a real estate agency if they can come up with something better. Uh, you can always go with uh, an appraisal and get something that way. So let's see, um, a non-active just shows what has expired. And there's a bunch in Stevens Park Estates that's expired. And then leased, if you're interested in knowing the average lease amount in this area, if you just do one, three, and seven, Okay, so with just one, three, and seven, it shows that the average 
lease price is about 24, 2,500 bucks. So, and you can see where those are leased. They're on the outskirts on the other side of this green belt, but um, it gives you an idea. Let's go for a different one here. Let me scroll back up, see what else we have. We have 5819 in Santa Fe. And this one, kind of look that up. Eighteen eighty square feet built in built in. I'm not seeing when it's built. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Any ideas when that was built? We're just going to say 2010 and go with that. No, doesn't like that. And it doesn't like that one either. Well, we're striking out on these ones. Let's try this next one from Hector in Dallas. And we got to look this one up too. Nine forty six fifty four. All right, this is good ones right in the area. Lots of comps. Now you can see that there's a range here, 217 per thousand, 234, 113, 210. That tells me that this one probably was like investor special. It's completely renovated, completely renovated, calling all investors, remodeled. So if you are figuring out, you can use this two ways. You can look at this and say, okay, so if I pay 100000 then that's in line with what somebody else paid. But if you're looking for an ARV and after repair value, then you don't want this one clouding up your ARV and what you would sell it for. So you would go in and say, my ARV should be close to 209000 And then if you use your, your um, hold on, let me get this where you can see it. Uh, I got two, I have double screens here and I'm just trying to get this over. There we go. So if you uh, say, okay, it's 209,000 times 0.7, and then you figure repairs are 35,000, then your maximum offer should be about 111,000, which is in line with what somebody bought this one for. So that's just a way to check. And then if you want to know 
what your competition is, you can click on active and look at that. Your competition is sitting at 209,000. So if you price, oh, actually that's the average price. Your competition is sitting at 229, but that's a little bit bigger and it's going on on a price per square foot. So yeah, it's just saying if you put it at 209, you're gonna be underneath the closest competition. And so that should be good. And if you were thinking about long-term holding and leasing, this is in the area, the average lease is 1,203. So uh, that would be a way to uh, understand what you're gonna do for a lease. Let's see, I'm gonna scroll down. We got a couple more I'll do real quick. 4951 Eastgate. And I don't use a back button because it blanks everything out. If I go like this, it just makes it a little quicker. Okay, Eagle, we're gonna need to look that one up. Twelve seventeen built in sixty. Only one sold in that area recently for one hundred and forty-seven thousand. Nothing active, so you don't have any competition. About a thousand fifty for rents in that area. And this one was listed at 85,000, but didn't ever sell for some reason. And this one, newly renovated. So you don't ever wanna do your comps and figure off a of one. If you don't have any more than that, you sometimes have to do it. But um, you can also look and see the photos. And you can just go down here and see what that one looked like that sold. And you know through the photos, okay, this is what I need to have mine looking like if I'm going to want to sell it at the same price. Looks like there's granite, stainless, new cabinets, nice floors, fans, tile, carpet in the bedrooms. So that's a quick way to look at it. You can also go over here and look at your investment summary. Now, if there were an asking price on this one, which there isn't, but you could say, okay, if I if they were asking $100,000, then this would be my discount off of the ARV. And the rental index means the total amount of money that you put into it. If you can rent it for that for 1% of that. So if you put in 100,000, if you can rent it for $1,000 a month, then you're gonna cash flow. Now you can always cash flow if you put more dollars down, but that's just what rental index means. Then you can also share the report. Say you're looking at sold. You can go down here, you can download it to a PDF and you can share the report via email. And if there were more, you would have all the properties that were in your ARV, but this one doesn't.
this does give you a little summary of actives and pendings and leased. And this is for rentals. So you can see a couple of them rented for 1200 and a couple for 1050. All right. All right, we'll do one more real quick. This one, 1700 Willow, built in 85. This one has been, now that says Willow Park. Is it Willow Vale? Oh, Willow, just Willow Drive, maybe. There's, hmm, I'm not finding 1700. Let's go up here and see what it says. Willow Vale Drive. There, found that, but it is not finding it here. So let's just drop down and yeah, this one, I am not sure what's going on with this. Let me try something here. Let me log out and log back in just to Huh, it is just not coming up with Willow Vale Drive and I do not know why not. Sorry about that. Uh, the question is, what does IQ discount mean? Here, let's put one in. So say we're going out here. Oh, let's Okay, so um, investment summary, IQ discount just means that it's calculating the difference between the estimated price for the ARV and the current asking price. So say the asking price was 5,500 or say it was 130. It's just calculating the difference between what the asking price is and what the ARV is expected to be. And if you go on actives, okay, actives is 208. And again, it's just calculating the difference.
All right. So I think I've showed everything in this area. You can click on this and you can get details about this property. This is what was listed in the old listing. Uh, let's see, I've gone through and showed you photos, how to look at those. And in here, let's see, one thing I didn't show you is if you wanted to drag this to like right there, you could visually take a look at this particular house that it has as a comp and see what the curb appeal looks like, see what the neighborhood looks like. And all of that. All right, let's pop over. To get to the repair estimator, you go right there and then you download it. And there is a video tutorial and there's a software download. It's a Google Sheet. I've already done that to save time. This is the repair estimator. This is put together by rehab gurus, renovation gurus, sorry. And um, so this first tab is just a rule of thumb for cosmetic repairs. So if you get a house and I know one of them we were looking at said it was uh, there we go, like 975 square feet. If you are going to do rent ready repairs, then this is the average price per square foot you should calculate. And then you could figure cosmetics are going to be about 13,000 for rent ready. If you're going mid grade, it'd be 17. If you're going for high end, it'd be 20. Now, none of this takes into account anything for majors like foundation, roofing, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, windows, stuff like that. This is just strictly cosmetic. Click here to the five minute calculator and you have more details. And let me see if I can make this bigger. There we go. That should be better for you. So um, these are industry averages. And these may be quite different than what you pay. You may pay less. You may pay more depending on how long you've been doing your flips. But all of them can be changed. If you find that you pay $1.15 a square foot for your roofing, then it, you just change that. Uh, this here shows that a one means you need to get a roof done. Zero means you don't. And so it automatically takes it out of the calculator. You need foundation work done, then it's, it calculates it out. Uh, you need electrical, one means we put it in. Plumbing, same thing. Now on these, it has a little, if you hold over it, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, on the roof. It's, if there's extra pitches besides just a regular pitch, then you might add $500 per pitch. And um, let me, oh, I see a question over here from Roland. Can you show me where the calculator is again on the Real Estate IQ site? Yes. Under Tools and Services. 
real estate es repair estimator. So, wait, yeah, is, is that what you're asking by the calculator? Repair estimator? I think it is. All right, back to this. Uh, the other thing you can do is under here, <clears throat> you add the square foot for the property. So this one says started with 1300. You can take that out and say it's a 1050 square foot property. All these numbers automatically adjust. And then if you're gonna do interior painting, price per square foot, maybe $3, maybe $3.25, depending on your contractor. Once you do a few of these, you can adjust these numbers, but you wanna have one if you're gonna do it. Flooring, this is standard. If you're gonna do hardwoods, then you would say, no, I'm gonna make this really nice. So it's gonna cost me a lot more for hardwoods. If you're gonna do exterior work, um, could be a painting, could be other things. I go down here. It can get as detailed as you want. If you're replacing electrical outlets, you put in the quantity. Uh, if you're going to put up a fence, this is a lineal feet of fence and approximate cost per lineal foot. If you're only replacing glass, how many glass or how many window glasses are you going to replace? If you're going to replace the actual windows, are they $300 a piece or can you get them for $250 a piece? And there's 12 of them. So, all of this is just so that whenever you're using that maximum allowable offer formula, you can go through here real quick with what you did with your walkthrough and say, okay, this is what I need, this is what I need. Um, a lot of people don't think about, I don't know if it's you, yeah, trash. A lot of people don't think about trash in their estimates, but this, you may want two bins, you may want five bins, depending on the house. Make sure you add that in. And then you get down to the bottom and it says, this is your total budget. This is your 10% grace budget. This is for your calculation. Now, always remember, this is not your final bid. You should never start a renovation using this bid only because your contractor needs to weigh in on it and he may see things that you don't. But this is used so that you can go and you can make offers and negotiate what you want to purchase it for. Then during your contingency period, you go grab two, three contractors and you have them walk the place and say, what's your bid for all of this? And then find out, is it in line with what you originally thought? Is it more? Is it less? If it's more, then you need to go back and renegotiate with the seller saying, hey, I anticipated 41000 My contractor said it's going to be $50,000. i am not going to be able to buy this for the price that I had before. I need to buy it for $9,000 less. So that's how you can utilize this tool. Any questions on that? All right, and then the last one, Deal Analyzer. We'll go back and I'll show you where that's. Tools and Services, Deal Analyzer. Download, and it does come with a video tutorial also. And let's uh, increase this zoom also. So this has a lot of boxes. And it tells you up here, this is a worksheet. And you can only enter information in the green boxes. 
the yellow boxes are locked and they are calculated from the green boxes or the other yellow boxes. So this is the first part. This is your deal fundamentals. Uh, after repair value, 220. Purchase month. This is important because this is estimating how many tax, how much your taxes are going to be that you're going to have to pay for. And so, if it starts in April, then and you want this to go for six months, then you're going to have six months of eight taxes starting in April out of the tax year. Um, if there's a wholesale fee, you can add that in. Uh, this is what they're asking, a thousand bucks. This is the tax assessed value, and this is a square footage. Then this is your fix and flip exit strategy parameters. And so if you're figuring on 70% to ARV minus repairs, and your estimated repairs are 45,000, it's gonna take you six months, and that includes your whole time for selling and all of that. Estimate your monthly utilities. Maintenance might be cutting the lawn every month so you don't get a fine from the city. Your taxes are typically, and if you click on this, it says typically between two and 3% in Texas. Now, if you look at the tax rolls and you are purchasing a house and it says this person paid $800 a month in taxes, that is not the amount that you need to figure for your taxes because they may have an exemption on there for elderly or for disabled or veterans or anything like that. And with that exemption, as soon as you buy it, that exemption is going to go away and you're going to pay the full amount. So it's better to estimate this. Now, you can see that if I change this to 12 months, that's a full year. It says these taxes should be about 36 hundred a month on this particular property and you can like I said change that to three percent and it's five thousand and if you're only gonna do it for four months you should end up paying about sixteen hundred in taxes and then you always want to have your rehab insurance so this says that your purchase price should be about a hundred and six thousand dollars on a buy and hold this is that Rule of thumb index, 1%. You can choose whatever index rule you want. Uh, Rent-ready repairs, we're not going to put 45K into it. We're going to put 20,000K into it. We figure we can rent it for 1550 a month. Property taxes, we just switched that to three over there, so we'll put three here. And um, landlord insurance, HOA, if there's an HOA vacancies, property management, maintenance. If you're going to purchase this outright on a buy and hold, then you shouldn't pay more than about 1100 or 155000 Then you go down here and you look at your financing. That's assuming you have an 80% loan on your long-term loan. You're putting 10% down. Your interest rate is 4.75, and it's a 30-year mortgage. All those can change. Your short-term loan, this is where your hard money lender comes in. They're going to require a 10% down. This is their interest rate. These are front-end fees. This is the points they're going to charge you. So this is your front-end short-term fees and your back-end short-term fees when you close. 
So it's taking all of these costs, wrapping them all together, and giving you your rate of return on your strategies. So if you bought this fix and flip with 100% cash out of your pocket and you paid for the renovation with cash, you spend $153,000. Your return on investment is 98% and you're going to cash flow $50,000 approximately. If you use a hard money lender for it, according to the parameters, you're going to be out of pocket $28,000, but your return on your investment is $412,000. You're going to make $38,000. So to me, in this deal, it shows I should use short-term financing because I'm using less of my own capital, but my return is only $10,000 less. That's a huge difference, and you don't have the other $125,000 worth of your capital tied up. So that's leveraging your money. And then if you were going to buy and hold this and you're going to pay 100% cash, then you would have a 4% return. Your annual cash flow would be $6,650. If you were going to refinance it, it says, okay, your out-of-pocket cash is 15000 but your cash flow is negative. So you don't want to refinance it with what you have here. Now, if we change this and say, okay, I'm going to put 25% down, how does that change things? Not a whole lot. How about if we put 50% down? That is not changing it a whole bunch. Let me see where this is calculating from. Points, fee, lenders, fee. So let's see what happens if I change that to 1700. Okay, so yeah, it's just saying this is not a great deal <laughs> to as a rental if you're going to pay that because you're just not going to have a good. That's if you um, a refi means that you did a short term loan to pay for your your ex, uh, repairs and then you refinanced it. But if you just went into it and you did a long term refinance out of the gate, then this is what your cash out of pocket would be, and this would be your annual cash flow so any questions on that i know that was a lot of information in a short amount of time it does have little uh little tabs down here this is a quick offer tab based on what we said this is the max you should pay for it and then these are just the calculation sheets for each different exit strategy. This is an all cash. This is a long-term finance exit strategy. This is the buy and hold. I'm sorry, this one was a short-term finance. This is the buy and hold cash. This is the buy and hold refinance. And this is the buy and hold long-term. So this just sort of gives you, Shows your gross rental income 1700, vacancy allowance is that, net operating income is 1500, but your property taxes are way high, your insurance and property management and maintenance. Total operating expenses are that, net operating income is 667, and you have a loan payment of 442. That leaves you with $224 a month cash flow.
All right. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.